Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren, and today we are in conversation with Teresa Roca, who is the assistant entertainment editor for The Sun. Dot, dot, dot. The fucking sun. And you're probably sitting there thinking, like, there's no way that this bitch means the sun, as in, like, the international tabloid magazine. And I'm just here to tell you that's exactly what I mean. Okay? So that's what we're working with today. So I met Teresa in the lobby of Jen Shaw's sentencing. And while that day did not go very well for Jen or her family, it was, like, not good for them. I had the best time and I met so many people and just like friends and colleagues. I'm going to call Teresa a colleague and a friend um, that I hope to continue working with and like learning from because holy crap, like I met Teresa in the lobby in that beautiful marbled federal courthouse lobby and she was obviously there as um, the entertainment editor for The Sun. And she was there to get the scoop on Jen's sentencing. And I was like, oh my God, she looks like someone I want to be friends with. And we just linked up, exchanged stories. I found out so many really cool things about Teresa that I can't wait for you guys to hear all about. Um, we explore all these different stories that she's covered and we talk about what it's like to be inside of the courtroom for some of the most prolific trials in modern entertainment history, if you ask me and anyone else that I know and love. And we talk a lot about like how insanely great it is that she gets to be a part of just like such a great team with the sun in here in the U S and she gets to cover like all of these super iconic, great moments in pop culture history. And one thing that I love about Teresa and about the sun is that they take the stories that we want to hear. Like you and I, we want to sit down and I want to open the news and I don't give a fuck about whatever document Donald Trump thought about and qualified or disqualified or whatever the fuck. Like I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't care. I'll care later. Like I want to open the news and I want to see what happened to Jen Shaw. I want to see what happened in Amanda Knox's interview. I want to see what happened to Joanna Duggar's baby bump in 2017. Like I'm, there's so much more important things going on that like, I don't care about the Cheeto puff. I don't care. I don't care. You don't care. We don't care. And Teresa has just a boot on the ground. She has an eye for the prize and she's got a knack for finding the stories that we care about and then exploring them and showing up there and being like, oh, hi, is Mike the situation being sentenced to jail? Well, I think I'll show up because my friends want to know all about it. And we do. And it's just people like Teresa that are angels on this earth that are putting themselves on the front lines, on the front lines and, and getting us the information. Getting us the 411. I'm sorry if I'm going on a rant here, but I'm just so sick and fucking tired of people. I'm going to call them men. Men. 
on the news telling me what's interesting and what's not interesting. And I have to turn on CNN and see like bullshit about like stuffy things. Why, why can't I turn on the news and see things that I care about? Why? I'm over it. And Teresa is, I'm going to call her Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa is the saint from the sun who is just sat in there, sat in the room, sat through every day of Josh Duggar's fucking trial. Every day. Teresa Roca from the sun sat there. She called the clerk and she said, clerk of the court, please, I need a seat. She's doing the work that we want. She's she's putting herself on the front line. She's sitting through trial and trial and tribulation of all these other people just to bring us the good word. And I think that there's something to be said for that. And so I'm I hereby nominate Teresa Roca from the Sun for a Pulitzer Prize and also whatever prize news people get. Because thank you, Teresa, and all of the talented journalists over at The Sun who take this seriously. They know what we want. They know what we want to hear about. They're interested in it too. And they go out and they get us the scoop. And then they package it up all cute and pretty. And we read it. And that's all we could ever ask for from our news team. That's what we want. So here is my interview with Mother Teresa Roca from the U.S. Sun. Enjoy. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. We are here with Teresa Roca, the assistant entertainment editor for The Sun. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to sit down and talk with you. When I teased this episode, my listeners were like, oh my God, I got so many DMs <laughs> with so many questions. I had to kind of tone it down because I was like, she can't answer some of these. Like, I know. I was going to say, hopefully I can answer many of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't just say that and we okay. have to respect that. I mean, you know, you're doing us like such a service by being here and telling us all this stuff. Okay. So really quickly, I just want to give a a little introduction into who you are. Um, so you are in a reporter and editor Mm -hmm. and your previous experience was with radar online, who a lot of us know as one of the most prolific real housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, it's like, should be holding a diamond on its own, but it's just not, (laughs) um, you reported on Teresa Judice's tax troubles. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Our first real criminal, Mm -hmm. um, Selena's killer. You followed that whole thing. You covered the Amanda Knox interview Mm -hmm. and even the Duggars way back then, like before this all became as in the forefront of people who didn't even watch TLC as it is now. Mm -hmm. And now you're working for the sun, Mm -hmm. which is just like, oh my gosh, so, so cool. And Mm -hmm. we met at the Jen Shaw sentencing. So you've been covering that. And I just want to touch on a few of these things before we like dive in. 
you covered Mike, the situation and his sentencing, yeah. the whole Josh Duggar trial, um, the Duggar lawsuit with mm-hmm. the sisters against the police, mm-hmm. Chris Chrisley, Nick Cannon. I'm sorry, Nick Cannon, Nick Carter, yeah. um, sister wives, like the whole nine. So my first question to you is how did you end up with everybody's dream job of reporting on the actual most important things in the world? Like our reality stars, how do you, how do you get that job? That's amazing. So growing up, I was obsessed with reality stars. I watched every single reality show as a child. I would go to the grocery store, pick up People Magazine, Us Weekly, every every magazine I'd read. Um, and I just, I loved writing. I loved journalism. Um, I also loved law. I wanted to, I, I wanted to be a lawyer growing up. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't want to give up my love of like reality TV and writing. So I thought I would do kind of a mix and do journalism and do entertainment journalism at that. Um, And in school, they don't really teach you entertainment journalism. It's kind of something you need to like push yourself into. So I interned at um, iVillage, which was like under NBC, but it was an entertainment um, website, Um, Time Out New York. I tried to like immerse myself into it before getting into the job field. Um, and then I started working at, um, Bauer, which has like in touch J14. Yeah. And then my first job was at Radar Online as a, um, a web producer. So I would just build the stories and I, which means like basically like copy and pasting into like the CMS and publishing them and adding photo. And that's where I learned kind of like I was, I was I was building all of these exclusive stories. And I was like, how did that person speak with like Sonia Morgan from Housewives? Right, yeah, it's incredible. So I went to my boss and I was like, I want to be an exclusives reporter. Like, uh, like show me how to do this. Yeah, (laughs) we love a go-getter. Yeah. So they were like, we're going to play with OK Magazine. Um, you know, you're gonna learn writing there. So I did, I was a writer. That's where I started off. Um, and then I would see tips come in. I think one of the first tips I did was like, um, David Easton, Janelle Evans' husband or Mm someone was like, this guy's been arrested a thousand times. So I was like, I want to do this. Um, and yeah, I kind of had to like climb my way up there. Um, my boss now, Gina, she was at radar. She helped me so much. Um, just, you know, learn how to do it. And I feel like that's how I got into it. I mean, that's like so fun. So you really were just like, oh, I like this. And now you're going to pay me to do this. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. And how cool to have a boss that's just like so supportive and is like, great, we're going to start you at OK Magazine, just like a super <laughs> cool place. <laughs> that's awesome. So when you first started covering these these stories like so you get it from a tip line I don't understand like is that like an email thing and people are like oh you might want to look into this and then you start going or or yeah so um every a lot of websites especially entertainment have tip lines so Mm -hmm. people on the website you'll see like we pay for money you know oh yeah we pay for stories um and a lot of 
how I started was, you know, I didn't have any sources. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my sources I did build from the tip line um, and people, yeah, they, they email in. um, And then over time you, you keep in contact with them. You build these sources. Um, Sometimes, you know, you reach out to celebrities themselves. Um, Speaking about Sonia Morgan before I had sent her a comment request on a story and then we started talking and then, Mm -hmm. you know, she became someone that I had a relationship with a while ago. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, that's how it works. And then, you know, going to events, meeting people, like how you and I met each other. Right. Right. So when the housewife, so one of the questions that I got a lot, like frequently was, do these housewives just call you up and plant the stories? How we're always watching these, um, storylines of being like, well, Ray dot online has the, you know, juicy Lucy, apple goosey or whatever the hell you know, storyline. And I always wonder like, is, is Lisa just like texting you guys like, Oh my God, Dorita's such a bitch or something, you know, (laughs) or, or do you take it? Like, is it more serious? Like to get the story? Um, I don't know if I can say, okay. Ooh, we love that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It's your sources, right? Yeah. Yeah. And give them up. Yeah. And we do, we give, you know, if there's like a big storyline on housewives um, and, you know, we have sources telling us what's happening before it comes out, we will, you know, contact and give a comment call Mm -hmm. um, because we, and give them the opportunity to give their side of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of reporters do have relationships with, you know, specific housewives and stuff. Um, But I mean, it's a small world at the end of the day too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you reach another question we got at a lot was when you send the reaching out for comments and you're like, Oh, do you have anything to say about this mm-hmm. before you publish the story? Like about how long do they have to respond? Like, what if it's a long weekend, you know, yeah. is it ever just kind of an ambushy thing or do you give them like a week or. So it depends on the story. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, if, and you'll see this a lot, if, um, if a lawsuit breaks, like say like the Chrisley lawsuit breaks. Yes. Um, that's something where like everyone, every outlet's going to get that complaint. Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't want to get scooped. So you'll send them a comment request and you're kind of just with something like that, that it's court docs, black and white, you can publish it right away and add, Mm -hmm. they did not respond immediately for comment. Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's something where, you know, you're not going to get scooped on it, um, it depends on, the claims. If mm-hmm. it's something that it's just like, oh, well, you know, Melissa and Teresa got into a fight, mm-hmm. that's something maybe we can give like a few hours. Um, obviously, if they're in LA, we have to give them, you know, right, um, a little more time to wake up, a little more time to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's, you know, we'll give a few hours. Um, if it's something like, you know, like a sexual abuse story or something right. very serious, that's something that we'll give you know, anywhere from 24 hours to until they respond, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently done, do you guys cover, te- do you like, do you watch Teen Mom? Do you, do you- a lot of my listeners watch Teen Mom. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Very we, interested yeah. in the Janelle of it all. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so when, um, when Leah and Jalen called off their engagement, I had a source tell me that, you know, he had been messaging other people and that was the reason they split. That was something where we couldn't post it until we heard back from his rep. Right. Because, you know, it was, you know, that's accusing him of cheating. Right. So when we did, you know, his rep got back to us. Um, so yeah, it really depends on the story, but yeah, we, get, we, we try to give them enough time to respond. 
And especially if they have like representation, those people are usually like monitoring their email. So it's not like, right. I would assume that's that's what's difficult with reality stars because Mm -hmm. a lot of them have representation. So like their reps will get back to us quickly or like, we know they just don't want to answer. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But then if you have like, you know, like, like Mackenzie McKee or someone like that, who doesn't have representation, I'm going to have to text them or like, right. Or give them a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a little harder when they don't have a rap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can only imagine like, it reminds me of Kanye, like, I cannot be managed. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> How do you comment request Kanye West? Like- I know, right? <laughs> you just, maybe you just don't. <laughs> so we met at Jen Shaw's sentencing, mm-hmm. and I want to know, like, how you got to cover that. Like, that's so fun. Was it because you are a Housewives fan or you got assigned? What happened? So I, I love anything law. Whenever someone gets sued, I'm like, can I, I mean, to my editor, Gina, I'm like, can I cover this? Like I will follow the case. So when Jen, um, got her lawsuit, I did a story on the complaint. Um, and then when I, they assigned her to, well, when they scheduled her sentencing, I was like, I'm going, can I please go? Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. And you know, my boss is amazing. and, And, and everyone in media is as well Is like, they want you to like what you do and they want you to like what you're covering because that's where you get the best stories, right? Right. You're passionate about it. You want to do it. So she's really good about letting us do whatever we want to do. So I was like, she let me go. And I was really excited about that and grateful for that. And yeah, I'm a huge Housewives fan. I had to be there. (laughs) Yeah, you had to be there. When you did, um, Teresa, were you able to go to any of those hearings or any of those like outside the courtrooms or... I wasn't because um, that was in what, like 2014, right? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, and I started around like 2016, late 2015. So I... I wish that would have been like the highlight of my career if I was oh able my to God. It's so crazy to think that these like, like that would have been the highlight of your career. You know, that's kind of, I'm assuming what maybe inspired you to like yeah. do some of this stuff mm-hmm. and then to be like this in this place in your career and being like, well, I'm going to go cover John Shaw's sentencing now. Like it's, uh, it's super full circle. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I did, I interviewed Teresa a bunch of times and I remember, yeah. And the first time I interviewed her, we went somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think it was like a casino. She was Mm -hmm. like, this was when, right before their sentencing, I think they were just trying to like make some money. Uh And we, (laughs) I had went and I, and this is like my first big interview. I was like, you are my like role model. I was like, I love you. (laughs) You're my favorite housewife. (laughs) And she was kind of like, okay she's like I'm on my way to prison yeah yeah. (laughs) oh my gosh what other housewives have you interviewed or like your favorite interview you know yeah um I love the countess oh my gosh her is always the best she throws the best events it's always like tuna tartare like my gosh you know she's she's exactly how she is on tv she's amazing um Sonia Morgan is hysterical I can only imagine (laughs) Who else? Melissa Gorga, Joe Gorga. I love Joe Gorga. Um, you do. Are you going to cover any of those lawsuits, you think? or um, Which ones? With Joe? Yeah, with Joe. I think he was like suing his um, tenant for something. Oh, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, 
I believe recently, don't quote me on this. <laughs> he was like um, in trouble for doing some big like real estate development and the neighbors were getting pissed, but oh, I'm no. not, I'm not totally sure if that's just something I dreamed up. <laughs> no, I think I've heard about that. I don't think I covered those because we have like, you know, on our team, I, ha- I have, you know, other, other, right. leaders, you know, we have, we have an amazing team and, you know, we all work really hard. Um, So I think, you know, one of them covered it, but yeah, I mean, I will definitely keep an eye out for new ones. <laughs> yeah. You could be, you could like have a, um, one-on-one Andy style with, oh, I, wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'll do one with Jen Shaw. I don't know because I, did you go to BravoCon? I, don't know I didn't. I feel like he was a little like dismissive. Like he, I feel like he said something along the lines of like, she pled guilty. It's not someone we want to really work with. Didn't he say something like that? I do remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if he's gonna, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope so. I um, hope so here. too. I'm like, so nosy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mike, the situation sentencing. Yes. Um, tell me about that. Did you go there? Or do you have like read the transcripts? Like what's, how did that play out for you? Yeah. So I went there. That was oh my, my first big federal case. It was, he was, he was so handsome. He was like, Oh so, my gosh. Like how he is on the show, like just like charismatic and like swagger. Yeah. <laughs> I just love his cheeks. Yes. Yes. And um, his wife was there, I believe. Uh-huh. Oh, well, his girlfriend, his fiance at the time, I think. Maybe yeah. wife. I remember. His brother was there. His sister was there. Like everyone from, you know, from the show, I remember being like, oh my God, that's his sister. I saw her. She was on Jersey Shore. Oh um, and he was really nice. I mean, you know, he had a few fans there. He was nice to them. Um, and I just remember, unlike Jen, I felt like he was like so he listed all the reasons why he should just get probation. Mm -hmm. Like he was basically like, I went to treatment. I've been sober for this long. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, going to schools and talking to teenagers about drug use. Whereas Jen was more like, I'm going to pay the restitution. Right. And you can tell like the judge was very, was very moved by him. And you can tell like she was only giving him eight months because, you know, with the guidelines, she kind of had to, but she was very impressed by him. That's why when we went to Jen and I saw the way the judge was interjecting and just mm-hmm. seems like he didn't like her, I was so shocked because I never saw a judge do that. Right. So when, so when it was Mike's situation, yeah. um, the judge wasn't as aggressive or things like like that because the Jen Shaw judge was like and how are you gonna do that and I was like okay this was my first time in federal court so I was like scared you know Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I don't know if I could handle emotionally being interrupted like that and (laughs) put on the spot but she kind of took it like a champ after like her three minute pause um, the part where he was like, are you, is she still selling the t-shirts? I, I like dropped. I, I like, know. <laughs> is she, is she, <laughs> <laughs> did anyone get one? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So the, so the judge, you can tell like a major difference between yes. them. Yeah. The judge and Mike's was very, I think, impressed by how much he, I mean, what did he always say that the comeback's greater than the setback? Like, mm-hmm. It really was. And I feel like the judge respected that. Um, even when I went to the Josh Duggar sentencing, mm-hmm. I think the judge wasn't like Jen's judge in the sense of being, I guess, more aggressive. 
but he did express that he felt like Josh wasn't remorseful mm. and he felt so like the during these sentences the judges really you know they go in it's really interesting yeah. well it's also you think about I mean from my perspective like everyone has such different perspectives when you're sitting in the courtroom, like Mm -hmm. you as a reporter have like this perspective, I'm assuming of like the entertainment value here, but like the interest and the information and like the public necessity to like know what's going on in court. Mm -hmm. And then as someone who works in a law firm, I was sitting there like thinking, what are the lawyers thinking? What is the judge thinking? And then the judge Mm -hmm. is sitting there having knowing none of these people like Mm -hmm. knowing none of the pre stuff or not being able to care and then really judging these people for who they think they are like and that's a different perspective like to so to see Josh Duggar and we all think he's a piece of shit you know Mm -hmm. and then have a judge fully be like yeah you're kind of an unremorseful piece of shit like really is confirmation that he is what we thought he was yeah. And the judge said something that like, you know how sometimes people say something and it just sticks with you. Oh, He's, yeah. He said something. It was like, you know, because the whole the whole sentencing was like, well, this person is saying how amazing he is. And, you know, he he helps uh, finance this widow and he, you know, helps his he's a, he's a great father, all these things. And the judge was like, you know, you've done many good things in your life. You've helped a lot of people. But what really makes a man a good man is what he does behind closed doors. And what you did behind closed doors, you're not a good man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, he's not a good man. So yeah. you, so were you in the courtroom from what I remember from our conversation the mm-hmm. whole time or just the sentencing? No, I was there for two weeks. I was in Arkansas for two weeks. Oh my gosh. What mm-hmm. was that like? Cause I can only imagine it being exhausting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little emotional. Yes. It was a hard two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So you get there and do you guys all have like assigned seats or are you fighting for a seat in the courtroom every morning? So I got really lucky because, um, so we all, I, I reached out to the clerk prior and I asked if they were doing assigned seating for media, because that was just something you remember, Jen, how early we had to wake up. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's not something you want to do for two weeks, you know? No. So we had to like give them credentials. We had to, you know, send our clips. I had covered every single filing. So I sent them like 30 clips Mm -hmm. with my work with the sun. Um, And I got, I got reserved seating. Um, But I still, there were so many people that I still like got there early every day. Cause I always was just like, I just felt like I needed to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, But a lot of reporters didn't have assigned seating, um, but it was, there was an overflow room Mm -hmm. um, typical to like what Jen, what they did with Jen. Um, But, you know, during the trial, it wasn't that crowded. It only was crowded the last few days. Mm -hmm. And then the um, people who worked at the courthouse were really good about knowing like, you know, this reporter has been here since day one. I'm going to make sure they get in the courtroom. They were very, very nice. Yeah. That's good. And then how do you, when you're watching, cause that, I mean, was a crazy topic to cover. Mm -hmm. So how, how did you like take notes or sit there and be like, this is an important fact for me to share. And this is, or this is like too much of a graphic fact for, you know, cause that's, you're so immersed. I know. I, I think I filled three, like, 
full notebooks wow. um, of information. It was just every day, constantly writing, constantly writing. Um, we would get a break in the morning, a break um, for lunch, and then a break in the afternoon. And once we broke, once the jury walked out of the room, I'd run downstairs, send all of my info to, you know, my son coworkers mm-hmm. who somehow read my handwriting. And read <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> we had the blog that was super successful. Um, and yeah, they, um, it was, it was really hard. It was so much information. And I remember there were times where I would like star something in my notebook and I would tell them, you know, we have to do this angle as a separate. And then this mm. needs to go in the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent everything, even like the really graphic stuff I sent. Um, but we, you know, my, my coworkers do a really good job of knowing what should be published and what shouldn't be published. So I was really lucky to have a good team at home while I was, there in the courtroom mm-hmm. um but I feel like anything that I thought was interesting I felt like sh- you know my readers would think was interesting yeah because there was like a day in court where it was all about because Josh's um defense was arguing that a co-worker obtained the child you remember download yeah. the child porn through the mm-hmm. router right and the um federal agents did not seize the router so that was their whole argument that you know they should have seized it and they would have seen that he did not commit this crime Right. Um, <laughs> sure. So can. it was like, yeah. So it was two days of like just very heavy, like forensics and technological mm-hmm. stuff, which I knew like if I was having a hard time keeping up, it would be hard to relate to the reader. Right. And I really like focused on like, I was more interested in like the fact that, you know, he, he downloaded the child's porn and then went to Home Depot and took a selfie with Anna like 30 minutes later, like that to me was like really Right. Yeah. The human yeah. aspect part yeah. is what's like. And that his children were his screensaver on his computer. Like what like, the hell? Like stuff like that. And then also, you know, watching, like, I remember when Jill walked in mm-hmm. and you know, she's estranged from the family, Josh like lit up and gave her the biggest hug because that was probably the first time he's seen her in years. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. I was like, okay, this, this needs to be a separate, you know? So it's basically like whatever to me was like my jaw dropped was, Mm -hmm. you know, what I was kind of saying to do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people were curious about um, Jim Bob and like what, what, and I, I didn't follow every day. So I'm not sure like how participatory Jim Bob was in this Mm -hmm trial what was he there every day what was his vibe so Jim Bob was there maybe the last four days of the trial um the trial lasted two weeks there was no family the first week Mm. and only the last few days did the family start coming in I think the only family members actually that came the first few days was Derek Dillard Mm -hmm. and then um Joy and Austin they were there almost every day um but so I remember when I saw Jim Bob for the first time, he was like smiling. If you remember, his his campaign was like a few days after the uh, guilty verdict. Where yeah. They, you know, I think it was like the Tuesday after. Um, and I remember him going to people saying like, are you from Arkansas? Are you from Arkansas? Oh, you're from Arkansas? Make sure to vote for me for you. Know. Ew, in the courtroom? Yeah, and I, I'm in the lobby. And I remember thinking like, your son is upstairs on child for child porn and you're like telling this Arkansas resident to vote for you. (laughs) That's surreal. Yeah. And there was like, there was a moment where I'll never forget this prosecution had, um, 
this expert witness on to, and he basically um, shut down all of the defense's router theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim Bob was sitting there like, <sighs> wow, like animated animated and like basically like you know this guy is you know not he didn't say full of you know but right but his gesture was like he's full of it yeah I I I couldn't believe it I honestly couldn't believe it wow that's so weird Mm -hmm. that's weird so he was like campaigning and like gesturing (laughs) in there the whole time yes yes that's so weird so did when would you, after sitting through a topic like that, like, is there anything you think you wouldn't be able to sit through? I mean, to me, that's the worst of the worst. So like yeah. if push comes to shove and like our beloved housewife is up on the stand next for something terrible, like, is there anything you wouldn't cover? No, I think, I think I would cover it all. I feel like that's part of the job. Um, yeah. You know, and the sun is amazing in the sense that, like, if there's something we don't feel comfortable covering, they would never pressure or push you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for something like this, it was really, it was probably the hardest thing to sit through. I mean, what you read in the court documents, like, I, I thought I was prepared. I was like, okay, yeah. I read the court documents. They're just kind of going to read the court docs. It was a thousand times more detailed. It was a lot more graphic. Um it was really hard. Everyone in the courtroom, I mean, people were tearing, people oh, were yeah. you know, pale. The jury, I mean, thank God the jury, I believe they they were able to get counseling after. Um, because they actually had to look at it. Like oh, we, yeah. we didn't have to. They did. Um, so I don't I I I think after this, I think I can say I can I can sit through. Yeah, I think you, you can know. too. Yeah. So the jury, would they like, you know. At, like be so upset that they couldn't look I mean you have to look if you're a juror right you you, you can't like keep your eyes shut yeah no they all looked you have to look you know there <sighs> were there were times where someone would you know kind of you know put their head down right and kind of be like you know like I mean it's Come hard on, you know but yeah but they all but they all they all looked yeah they had you know wow it, our civil heroes really I know and that's why I was glad when they when the court provided them with counseling after because I was like you know that's so so difficult to look at yeah so difficult to look at so you're covering um Chris wow sharp change of topic you're covering (laughs) Chrisley now oh yeah Um, so you it seems like you've been following them since before the sun like radar all that so is that just like have you been watching the show how did you become invested in the Chrisleys I love the Chrisleys. I love the show. I think, I mean, before the whole indictment, I thought they were hysterical. I was <laughs> watching Todd. Um, I remember when they, I don't know, their London episode, they were so funny. I did, I love the family. Yeah, um, they're fun to watch. Yeah. And a good thing about um, The Sun is that they, like I said before, they, they, they really, if you're passionate about something, they let you do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever I pitch Chrisley or something, you know, they always let me run with it and kind of do what I want to, you know, what I, what I really care about doing. Um, and that does well, of course, you know, with reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I always loved the Chrisleys. Um, I, 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 I don't know how Todd and, and Julie are going to handle prison. I know they're checking they in, right? <laughs> yeah. I think they checked in yesterday. Oh my God. 
praying for them. <laughs> I don't know how Todd's going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Todd's going to have a problem. And, but I feel like Julie is going to be the head bitch in charge of whatever person she's at. Yeah. She's going to be like, hi, I'm making cookies. Yeah. They're like out of hooch and like solar panels, but she's going to like do it up. It's, it's still true. be Martha Stewart. If Teresa can do it, Julie Chrisley is fine. I think. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what's, what do you want to do next? Like what's next for you? Like, are, do you want to cover more trials, mm-hmm. more like pleadings? Like where do you, where do you see your interests sort of peeking around? I definitely want to do more trials. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime some, like I said, anytime someone gets sued, I'm, I want to I want to go to the trial. I want to go to the court hearings. Um, Kindred spirits, you and I. (laughs) I love that. You enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I was listening to your episode, um, I think part one of the Jen Shaw Mm -hmm. thing. um, And you and your guest were talking about how we were like the only ones in like the room who knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. And there's just something so interesting about the fact that like we're there's only a small group of people who sees the reactions and sees what's happening. And I just think that's so like exciting and exhilarating. And it's very interesting. Yeah. And it's fun to read about like, and hear about like the, I would never ever have known about Jim Bob, like waving to people, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and we need people who know that that's important Yeah, in the room, you know, cause the court transcript lady isn't going to write that down. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I just, yeah, I'm looking forward to covering anything, anything with law and legal coming up. Um, I just did like a, I interviewed a um, Josh Duggar's fellow inmates um, family member, and she gave me all the tea on the prison, all of like the horrific conditions. Oh my God. You know, Anna and everything, visiting with the kids. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read that story. Oh my gosh. So yeah, just keeping it going, you know? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm like, so thankful that you are like, came on this podcast and like educated us and just like graced us with your presence. And I hope you'll come back on and be our boots on the ground correspondent. I mean, this is just like so incredible. I, I loved this. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Is there any um, way we can follow you? Anything you want to plug while you're here? Oh, yeah. Um, I can. I mean, everyone definitely check out The Sun, please. I mean, we have like an amazing team. We have, you know, Jessica Finn is on top of like the Wendy Williams beat. Ooh. I don't know if you guys are obsessed with that as I am, but mm-hmm. uh, we have Diana Cooper, who's going to be doing all Bachelor all season. She already has a bunch of exclusives in the works. Um, we have uh, Katie Forrester, who is going to be all on Lisa Marie Presley's death. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, just like we have an amazing team. So, yeah, please check out the website. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. And the Instagram, I follow you guys on Instagram mm-hmm. and like the graphics are great. Oh, my, we have the best photo team. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I love the sun. Like, yeah. love. Yes. I'm glad you do because, you know, we started in um, November, I think 2019 we launched mm-hmm. or that's when I started. I think we ended up launching in 2020, um, the U.S. side of it. Right. Um, and, you know, it was a team of like really small team. And now we have so many people, so many departments. Our photo team's great. Our video is great. So, yeah, we're really proud of what, you know, what we've made of it. Well, you're like one of my number one sources. Like I love the sun. So thank you so much for coming on here. And I cannot wait to talk with you again. 
I can't wait to talk to you too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?